Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. Hmm. I like the way you went with Jeff that time. I'm Jake. Why? I don't know. I just... I'm Jeff. I'm Jeff. Just easing into it. Showing the range of my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. From high to low and then back up. I'm Jeff. I like it. I like it. I, I dig, I dig, I dig. How are you? I'm good. The The news The news this morning was a little, was a little saddening. I was wondering if you had heard it. Yeah. I, well, with I should have known because throughout our entire friendship, I'm constantly fighting for your attention in person because you you have alerts from every single application on your cell phone. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Jake, Jake, hey, Jake, 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 Jake. And you're constantly closing apps on your phone, notifications on your phone. So I should have known that you would know. But would you like to tell the audience? So you and I mean, as everybody knows, we're big Blazer fans here and a player who meant a lot to us for a lot of years and then became a source of our frustration and disappointment uh, has retired unexpectedly this morning. His name is LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, If you've been in Blazer sphere at all in this area for the last decade, you probably have heard the name LaMarcus Aldridge. I got a L.A. jersey. Oh, do you? Yeah. I think, oh, I remember you, you said mm-hmm. that in the group, and we were, you, me, and CJ were talking about random Blazer jerseys that we want. Mm. You said, like, you had a LaMarcus. Obviously, that's not a random yeah, jersey, it's but not. it's... I, I mean, have Lillard and LaMarcus. Yeah. Those are good jerseys to yeah. have, though. Yeah. I mean, the two best Blazers this side of 2000, well, since since Roy retired. Right. They're the two best Blazers. Yeah. So. I don't know. Do you think LaMarcus, I mean, LaMarcus has obviously had a longer career than Brandon Roy, yeah. but... I mean, how do you how do you view Lamarcus Aldridge and Blazer history, dude? Just what an animal! Mm-hmm. I I as as sour and as bummed as I was about the Spurs, there are there are some memories that are just I treasure as much as as the Brandon Roy memories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different because Brandon Roy is the one who got me back into basketball, so he'll always be kind of this pinnacle person right Mm -hmm. but i remember going down to um spirit of 77 okay have you ever been there Mm -hmm. well i've driven by it oh dude you gotta go there sometime like once if the world ever gets back to normal dude go there for a game that's right on mlk right? Yeah, yeah dude it's packed and i went there for a playoff game um and the whole bar was chanting, let's go Blazers. It was amazing, dude. Mm. And it was the Houston Rocket series. Oh, wow. What a perfect time to be there, too. Because that was like, that was best of LaMarcus Aldridge. Yes. So those memories, my biggest, most fondest memories are from that series. Mm -hmm. Just him just turning off his brain and just unconscious. I I will always remember game two against Houston because... That was a physical series. Like mm-hmm. they had, they were throwing everything at Portland. Yeah, because they were running those like two towers. They had Omir Oshik and Dwight Howard. They were starting both of them. Think about, think about that yeah. in today's NBA. You would never see two centers starting. No. But I mean, it wasn't even that long ago. It was 2014, and it they was were, that team, wasn't it? Lopez. L.A. Wesley and Batum, yeah, with Lillard, uh huh, yeah, yeah, Lillard in his second year, and yeah. Lillard was Lillard was like a twenty point guy, yeah. but I mean, it was Lil Marcus's team. The yes. entire offense ran through Lil Marcus Aldridge, and he just like you said, man, he just went unconscious. Yeah, his jer- like I can, I can always remember because he's not a three point shooter. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't. 
Um, he's never been a three-point shooter. I mean, he can knock him down mm-hmm. every once in a while if he gets into one, gets one open. But I remember him, like, Terrence Jones crowding him on the perimeter, and LaMarcus's jersey is just, like, untucked because he just keeps getting it pulled. And mm-hmm. he just, like, turns and fades from three and knocks down a three yeah. in the fourth quarter. And yeah. it was just, like, like for me, that was – he scored 46 and 42 yes. in those games in Houston, and he carried Portland to wins. And they were just, like – that was, like – for me, that was just, like, that was those memories, like those two games mm-hmm. will always live in infamy for, yes. for me with Lamarcus. And I always will consider him a blazer mm-hmm. And it. I understood him. Le- like I couldn't be too mad. Like, I was, I was disappointed. I acted mad because I was disappointed because you knew what Lamarcus leaving meant for the trajectory of this yes. franchise, but he was going home. He played for the university of Texas. Right. He's from the San Antonio area. Uh, he took less money. I and mean, the thing is, he took less money to go there. So it's just almost like, it yeah, is what but it is. it's way worse to know that he was bummed out when he got there. Yeah, right. It didn't work out the way he, he thought it was going knew to. He knew he had made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that makes it even harder. Yeah. Um, but you're talking about those two games. And I don't know, man. It's just, I remember being at that bar for one of those games. Yeah. And just looking around and being like, this is insane. Because Portland wasn't, it was a 4 5 matchup. Yeah. Portland was the fifth seed. Mm-hmm. So they were having to play there. Houston had home court advantage. Nobody gave Portland nope. any not sort of. Not even the of, refs. No. Uh, no, not even the refs. Bill Callahan. <laughs> uh, I mean, Mike Rice yelling, you can't take this from, you can't take that from us, Callahan, after yeah. Lillard hit the point nine shot. Yeah. Um, but that put, that series put that team like put Portland on the map. Yeah. Like everybody started paying attention to Portland. That made them relevant again. Yeah. Um, for the first time they had been since peak Brandon Roy. Right. And I don't even know if, cause Brandon Roy never won a first round series. Right. So I don't even know. I mean, they might have even, well, Marcus may have even taken them. He built, he took what Brandon Roy built and then took it to the next yes. level. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've, Lamarcus well, is an interesting guy. We've documented a lot. I, I mean, I've read a lot about his his kind of passive aggressive nature, wanting yeah. to be the guy, but never wanting to do the thing that the do the things that the guy that the guy of the yeah. franchise does. And that was Lillard. That's always been Lillard, yeah. right? So that tension there. Um, apparently, he never got along with Nick Batum, which I find weird because, like, I don't feel like Nick Batum is a guy that you would necessarily think would be. Mm. Because that's the reason why, that when in in an attempt to tr- to keep Lamarcus, they traded Batum. Oh, I didn't know. That's that. why they shipped Batum out of yeah. Portland to um to Charlotte mm-hmm. and got Gerald Henderson back. Which Henderson worked for Portland for yeah. a year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Interesting. I didn't I, know any of that. Yeah. I knew he wanted to be Batman, but not do the duties of Batman. Mm-hmm. So. But we don't need to talk about all that. I just wanted to remember the the good times yeah. that we had with Lamarcus Drama. Aldridge here, yeah, old number twelve. So uh, he had an irregular heartbeat, so he's yeah. looking out for his health. So good for him. Well, what's scary is he was saying like his last game, he felt it, mm-hmm. and he's like the feelings I had were terrifying. So I I just have. I to. mean, people have dropped dead. Yeah, from those. I things. think Batum's dad did. Really? Yeah. 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 So I mean, good for him. It sucks because he probably would have gotten a ring if he had uh, stayed. If he'd been able to play, if if He'll he still st- get one, if he he will. But if they win, if they win, he yeah. will. But he's not playing in the finals, right? He's not going to no, be on the court. But he'll but, get one. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not. It's like 
I'm trying to think of uh, it's like Odin winning one with Scalabrini. Yeah, right. It's Brian Scalabrini, or Odin going and winning one with the Heat. He was technically on the bench, oh, but never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it, I was like shocked. Um, you know, you and I kind of were texting a little bit about what we wanted to talk about today, mm-hmm. and I was like. Damn, dude, like we've got kind of downer topics today. Even even things that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about were kind of downer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let's get up. Let's have a good morning and let's like eat, at least bring the energy, even if it's like a bummer. Mm-hmm. And then I get that alert and I'm just like, oh, man, <laughs> like it's maybe we're just destined to have a downer episode. I don't know, but it's uh, it's too bad. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that I can't imagine, and this is just a selfish trailblazer fan in me, but everything happens for a reason. The sting would have been much harder if he had come to Portland. Oh, can you imagine we finally get him back? No. And then he retires? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have sucked. Yeah, it would have sucked. But I'm glad that, like, you know, I do look back on his career and his time with Portland very fondly. And, mm-hmm. and it, um, I mean... He, I, I think I was thinking about this when you were talking earlier. Those two games where he just put the team on his back, I, I can't help but think of the admiration that I had for LeBron in Cleveland when it was just him. Mm-hmm. Everybody was hurt. Nobody else was playing, and it was just LeBron fighting the Warriors to try to win in the finals. That the, That series gave me so much respect for LeBron until, obviously, he signed with the Lakers. <laughs> right. But, I mean, just... Watching LeBron do that, I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, he's giving this everything he has. And you watch that series with Houston, and LaMarcus was giving it everything. Mm -hmm. He was like, we are not losing. And I don't know. That team, that starting five, Mm -hmm. is probably one of my favorite starting five of all time. They were – that was a – I mean, people don't think – remember, that's a 54-win team. Yeah. That was a 54-win team that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, Neil O'Shea just kind of threw that together. I mean, he was so his first year he drafts Lillard. Yeah, they lose their last thirteen games of the season. Right. Um, Lillard's rookie year, they didn't really have much. Yeah. Lamarcus, they I think they were, they sat Lamarcus for like the last two months of the season. Oh, he was I think banged I up. That. They lost a third. I mean, it worked out because they lose you. They lose their last thirteen. They get themselves in the lottery. They draft C.J. McCollum, who mm. didn't who doesn't end up being anything until Lamarcus leaves. That's kind of this. That's also the other kind of crappy thing is like. CJ, too, yeah, CJ wasn't ever going to even be a bench player until he wasn't anything until he um, came in and started. Yeah, like CJ was an afterthought. I think he missed most of his first year with a foot injury. Wasn't it like one game against Memphis? He just went off like a garbage in the, in the, game in the playoffs. Oh, it was it was the gentleman's. It's like. LaMarcus had that broken thumb. Mm, so mm-hmm. after the Houston series season, yeah. the next year they were a 51 win team, but Lamar, like, uh, um, uh, Ro, uh, Robin Lopez got hurt yeah. in late December and missed like two months of the season. Mm. And then LaMarcus just before the all-star break or right after the all-star break, he breaks, like he breaks his thumb and his mm. non-shooting hand. Mm-hmm. And then, so he's down, he comes back for the playoffs, but was just, not the same player he right. looked he and honestly he looked checked out yeah he was ready to leave i think he the writing was That's on the wall right. they he, he already had sold his house in portland at right. that point uh west goes down with the achilles like everything was derailed oh, for yes. that so th- that starting five was a one-year wonder but it was one hell of a ride yeah and it was a lot of fun to watch yeah for sure well i hope uh 
you know, best wishes to LaMarcus Aldridge. And yeah, uh, I'm glad he's taking his health seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's the nice thing about the NBA is that those players, like guaranteed contracts, this is what the NFL is trying to get to is guaranteed contracts. So players don't have to keep playing through injuries, through like uh, life threatening injuries. They can, they can call it quits because they've made enough money in their career yeah the marcus has made enough money in his career he can walk away and be comfortable him and him and his children and his children's children can be comfortable and uh yeah so good for him i'm i'm uh i'm happy he made that decision well roy walked away with 80 million (laughs) dollars well and that's a unfortunately that's been a that 80 million dollars is the reason why he doesn't have a relationship with the with the trailblazers at all really yeah why well i think it's a combination of things they're mad at him for the um for taking that because i they're mad at him for signing with minnesota because that cost them the 80 million dollars i would have been mad too because he came back yeah right because they had were able to use his bird rights yeah to to they they were able to use his bird rights but then when he came out of retirement uh that waived that Mm -hmm. and then so he they that ended up costing him all of that money when he signed with like oh, for, really? for like eleven days. That was what cost him most of that eighty million dollars. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he was mad that Portland uh, didn't give ever really give him a sh- like a shot to come back and play with his knees. Yeah, there was a lot of drama between him and Nate McMillan mm-hmm. and Nate not trusting him and like just pulling him and benching him and. Well, Nate, Nate has always. Nate's offensive system never really favored Brandon Roy's yeah. skill set. Yeah. So that's too bad. Nate McMillan was a crappy offensive coach. Yeah. Really bad. Who's he coaching coach. now? He's coaching somebody. He's in Indiana. Is he head coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Well, he's probably getting fired this year. Dude, Sabonis is fire, dude. He is really good. He is really good. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. Um, Okay, I wanted to tell you a story. I know you haven't seen any of the Marvel movies. Mm-mm. Well, I've seen a <laughs> no. Couple. I mean, not enough to count. So I'm going to say you've seen none of them. Um, That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. So uh, we've been, Jen and Lovely are going through um, the Marvel, mm-hmm. the whole Marvel story, um, and like you can watch it in chronological order. But that, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Like I want to watch it in order of release. Because okay. the, in chronological order, Captain America is first. Mm-hmm. But to me, in the order in which they were released, all the Easter eggs and teasers at the end refer to things you've already seen or you're going to see. Mm-hmm. So in the order of release, I think it's just more fun. So last night we're on, um, we're watching Ragnarok. Well, Lovely and Jen started <laughs> Ragnarok and... um. So I came home and they're watching it and Thor Ragnarok is one of the best ones. Mm -hmm. It's directed by Taika Waititi, who's a who's just a babe. And it's just it's a it's a comedy like it's really, really it's really, really well done. So we're watching it and there's this part where there's this like supreme leader that uh, is played by Jeff Goldblum, who's also amazing. And they steal his ship and he's he's kind of a he's an interesting character this jeff goldblum character supreme leader and thor is flying his ship and he's being attacked and he's like aren't there any weapons on the ship and um 
the Valkyrie who's with him, she's like, no, uh, he, there's no weapons on his ship. This is his party ship. He uses it for entertaining and entertainment and orgies. <laughs> and then Thor looks at her and goes, does he really use it for orgies? And then the whole time I'm my my butt is puckering and I'm tense and I'm like, please, God, no, please, God, no, please, God, no. And then she's like, yeah. And then Lovely turns to me and goes, Dad, what's an orgy? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> Good response. And then she looks at Jen and goes, Mom, what's an orgy? And Jen goes, I don't know. But don't Google it. It doesn't sound like something you should be Googling. Dude, come on, Thor. Marvel, what are you doing? And the worst part is, and this is this is like that my evidence and my gripe now towards all of you, and I know there are some of you who listen, who favor and watch movies with effing subtitles. If there's no subtitles, you kind of just hear it and you're like, wait, what was that word? That sounded like a like a made up word, right? Mm-hmm. That sounded like a like an alien word or something. But then you read it twice. Oh, no, you definitely read that word. So now she's looking at me and going, what's an orgy? And I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. um, I don't know. They do try to make those movies appeal to a broad base. Yes. To like all age groups. So they have to throw in some adult humor to keep us adults entertained. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of dudes running around in costumes. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I get your frustration because I would have been like, oh no, please don't ask me that. Yes. Please don't ask me that. Well, I, you know, she always asks me. Like, hey, well, you're the you're the uh, you're the orgy expert. I, apparently, she's <laughs> like, Dad, what's virginity? And I'm like, what? Your mom's sitting right here. Why are we asking me? Like, <laughs> oh, that's an awkward conversation. I mean, we just we explained it to her, but I mean, it's just like Jen and her had the whole birds and bees conversation they were watching the movie storks and lovely's like wait do storks really deliver babies and jen was like "Uh, are we having this conversation right now (laughs) she's like where do they come from and jen's like you really want to know and she's like yeah and she's like um what grade is lovely in fifth and she hasn't had human growth and development yet. they're doing they're starting to do it oh but also, you have to remember... It's Texas. No, oh, that's one, but also her background. Oh. There is so much that she hasn't been taught, even about her own self-care, that she's just like, I've never really been taught how to do that. And uh, one of the saddest things is like thoroughly and 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 efficiently brushing her teeth. She's never really. She's like, no one's really ever showed me how to brush my teeth. You gotta imagine, dude. Like you're bouncing from house to house. They don't know what you've been taught before, and they don't know what you need to know. And they're kind of sometimes people are just trying to survive, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if there's behavioral issues. So there's been a lot where we're like, okay, it doesn't really seem like she understands A, B, or C. Let's really just pull it back to the beginning and start with, okay, here's what you do. Or here's how this works. Mm-hmm. So in this talk of reproduction, she's like, "What?" Uh, Jen goes, "What about pregnant women?" And Lovely was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like she didn't say that, but her mm-hmm. mind was like, "I never even thought about that." And then they have the whole conversation about gotcha. reproduction. I just, I mean, my, I just, we were, 
we start I, in Vancouver Public Schools. We started human growth and development in fourth grade. Yeah, I so think that's it might have been I, fifth for us. Okay, in Portland. Gotcha. But they did and like almost like a week later after that, they sent out this whole like preliminary presentation about it. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, hey, we're going to be going over this in school. And so she has since had those classes. But, you know, one thing Lovely says is and has said to us is like in 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 so many words, not the words that I'm using. I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But she was like, you know, I really value the fact that you guys talk to me about these things, like about everything. Like mm-hmm. she knows she can talk to us or ask us about anything that might be kind of difficult or or weird to talk to your parents about. Sure. So. That's good. Yeah, that is good. Um, I, yeah. I can't stop looking at your ridiculous hat. Oh, why? It says "Make America Great Again," <laughs> and it is—it's full Trump, man. It's Do you got want me the, to take it off? Because you like did the, say it was giving me like anxiety. The, it's got like the crown at the top. Like it's just, dude. He made those things to look as cheap as possible. No, yet, this is as cheap as possible. One, first of all, hold on. Let me take a little selfie here. Um. It was like ten bucks on Amazon. It's a cheap piece of crap. Um, I bought a cheap one on purpose. You know why? Wait, there's different levels of Trump hat. Oh yeah, dude. This is like a gar. Look, feel it, dude. It's garbage. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's made in China. It's a piece of crap. I'm not spending a lot of hard-earned money to get a quality MAGA hat. I just thought the whole thing was, it was supposed to look cheap, so you just. It wasn't very expensive. I thought that was the whole shtick of that thing was to make it might them, be was to make them look cheap. Made in China, dude. Yeah, that's fitting. <laughs> but huh? Anyway, you can keep. Sorry, wearing, no, I'll take can, it off. Jake. You can keep Jesus. wearing the hat. Nope. It's just, <laughs> just is I, it out of your eyes line? No, I have this guy vision? that I work. I have this guy that I work with that does like the most Im- like the most impressive, perfect trump impersonation oh and every time like, i walk around and he's doing that i just get like i hear the voice and i'm just like oh god the, dude it's, it's like so nice not having so to hear in, just the voice like huge and and just he's so perfect at it and yeah. i'm like oh my god dude it's like listen having listened to those stupid state of the unions again i have uh, another hat um coming it's a Joe Biden hat. It's a. It's just a. It's like a classic dad hat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the with the tightener in the back. It's the poly one. Oh yeah. Not like a. That is the the dad hat. Right, and yeah. it, it says on the front. It's embroidered. I think it says, "Will you shut up, man?" Mm. Classic. 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 Will you shut up, man? So before we get to some serious things, I want to get to something that we didn't get to talk to uh, talk about last week, which are five summer things. Okay, we also have to remember that we have to do counterculture today, oh, too. Oh, damn, dude. Our plate is full. Our bellies are full. Um, five summer things. I don't have five. I have three. Okay. I have two. Okay. <laughs> I have one. Uh, honestly, I don't really I don't really have plans this summer. I, I would say that the, the two things are camping and your wedding. Mm. Those are like the, the two things that I'm really looking forward to this summer. Um I would say, so I'll talk about the camping. I've listed out the camping places just to try to make it five, but going back to Billy Chinook, going to Silver Falls like I have done every year for the last 10 years, 12 years, and then we're going to Lake Selmac, which is in southern Oregon, um, which is a campground that my grandparents used to go to. Mm. They would take like week week vacations down there and wow. camp for like a week or two. Dang. So my grandma, she was like, you gotta go, you gotta go, like you should go sometime and She's old. She's like 
how old am I? 70 or I'm 34. So she's 74 and that's old, you know? And so I was like, you know what? Like while grandma's here, I, I want to go camping so I can be like, Hey, I went down there and then we can talk about it. Cause mm-hmm. I know she has very fond memories of, of being down there. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to a lot. Like Alex, Alicia, lovely Jen and I were sitting around one day and I was just like, you know what guys? Like, let's just start booking these trips right now. I was like, Labor Day, Billy Chinook again, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do it." So we're—I mean, we did that last year, so we're doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, Silver Falls was already booked, and then we're sitting around, and I was like, uh, "Let's let's do Lake Selmag, Alicia, my sister," and she's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Grandma's been telling us about it for years. Like, let's do it." And she's like, "All right, let's do it." So we're doing that, and then awesome. I love the spontaneity of it. Like, let's just do it. Yeah, we got no other reason not to do it. Let's just do it. That's awesome. And I was like, "Yo." Uh, and that same day, same, like within that same time moment, we like book one, book one. And I was like, all right, we got to find a place for Jake's wedding. Let's do it right now. And we're like, okay. And we found someone and we booked it. And like, we just booked like three trips. And it's like, nice checking all those things off too. Yeah. 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 Cause now you have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be beautiful this weekend. And I think that that's one more thing that I'm really looking forward to is the heat. Mm-hmm. I don't even, what was last summer? Like. Last summer was comfortable. I don't remember anything from last summer. I I just remember last summer being, well, kind of a blur for me. I had a lot going on. But two, I just remember it being, we didn't really have any of those, like we didn't have many of those real scorcher days. I like scorcher days, dude. It's in I my... I don't, man. Keep me 75, 80s. That's it's perfect. in my blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... I can't do the hundreds, man. Oh, give me all the hundreds. Hundred, hundred billion. Too hot. Too hot. Um. So yeah, it's too that's... hot for my dogs too. Oh wah. Where were you bathing them? Huh? Where were you bathing them? Oh, that was Kylie. Um, she, Kylie has. We've had a lot of. So we got to like we try to groom them at least every couple months. Okay. To keep their coats, you know, pretty clean. For sure. Um. And this was some place up, I can't remember where it was. It's somewhere in Vancouver. Was it like a self dog wash? That's like over by 112th, kind okay. of like halfway to between my house and here. Yeah. Um. It's like, uh, but it's yeah, it's self wash, but they bring you like a lot of different things. So you usually do that. Um, they're really those two dogs are so because their coats are they're yeah. so thick and yeah. long. They're so hard to keep the clean. Um, and you got to blow dry them at the end. Otherwise, they look ratty. See, that's why palms are better. No. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening and those who listen and know how this conversation went, on Sad Friday, we game every Friday. And all of us guys got into heated conversation about which dogs are the best dogs. And we're all defending our own breeds. Dude, and- I was laughing because Jason, um, Jesse Osborne's brother, was getting so pissed about you calling golden retrievers i forget basic like, basic <laughs> and you're like i want to show you a, f- a picture of the whitest family on the planet and you tell me what kind of dog they have <laughs> and he was like you really got to make race about it and i was like well it is a really white it is like that's the that is the basic white person dog right but they're great that doesn't take away from the fact that they're fantastic it's a fantastic breed i'm just playing it up because as soon as i was started dumping on them you were like, oh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> but then the fact that Jason was like, hey, you don't say that about Golden Retriever. 
burgers. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've had three of them. And I'm, it's funny to me because I, I was just like, you can always tell a golden owner because as soon as anything gets brought up about goldens, they're super defensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They want to tell you everything about them. Yep. And what's funny is he has, like, his, I think his last two dogs were Great Danes. Mm-hmm. He's not defending Great Danes or standing or, or putting in the name Great Dane. So here's the thing with golden owners. There's a lot of people who always say, I used to have a golden. That's because goldens and like the bond that you have with your golden retriever mm-hmm. is so great that mm-hmm. when they pass away, you can never get a gold. It's like, almost like me, Kylie and I have had this conversation. We don't know if we could ever get another golden because when Bo and Tucker are gone, how are you ever going to replace them? So we're thinking, I don't about, understand we're that. thinking we're going to get a Newfoundland um, for our next breed once Tucker and Bo are gone. Um, but that tells me that you're not loyal to the breed. No, I am. Lo- no, I mean, you're not. No, they're the no, greatest. They're the greatest breed. But individually, those dogs. If are they were s- the greatest breed, you would continue with that breed. That's why Palms are the greatest breed. No, no, no. Because because they were so amazing that I could not. I cannot no, live Goldens, without a Pomeranian. Goldens are s- so individually tied to their person. They just love. Sure. Like. All they want to do is be is so why be loved, you and they're so that? clingy because they can't. I can't replace the it's individual dog. I cannot replace the individual dog that is Tucker and Bo. It's about having a new friendship and a new bond with the same characteristics and personalities. I just no. I just I don't think. I don't know if it maybe maybe like it would take me like ten to fifteen years to be able to That's, get another golden. Wow! But I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know if I could go I, right into it. I feel like it. you're making the argument that they're not the best. No, they are the best. No, I just, it feels like if they were the best, you would continue getting Goldens. No, I, 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 I disagree. Because people who have boxers continue to get boxers. People who get palms. Not, Je- not Jesse. He wants a boxer. He wants a boxer, but his last dog wasn't a boxer. No, his fiance's dog is not a boxer. Oh, okay. Yeah, which they've had. They had at the same time as the boxer. They haven't got a new dog, but when he gets a new dog, it will be a boxer. Mm. CJ's parents, they buy boxers. They get boxers. Boxers are cool dogs. Yeah, so are palms. Yeah, I'm not saying palms aren't cool dogs. It's They're just, the best dogs. I'm not a small dog person. What? Yeah, why? There, there, is a, there is a distinct line between big dog person and small dog person. You're a small dog person. I am a small dog that's person. That's cool. I mean, that's you, but I'm not a small dog person. I couldn't do big dogs. And I can't do a small dog. Why? For adventure? Well, that and yeah, I just need I just need the big I just need the big oh, dog to cuddle. Oh, too much, dude. Oh, man. It's like a I, person. To quote uh Ron Swanson, any dog any dog that is less than 60 pounds is a cat and I hate cats. I hate cats too. Dogs aren't cats. There are Pomeranians might be the only small breed of dogs that I like. Like Harrison's born. Oh, uh, I mean, do you consider a corgi a small breed? Yes. Okay, I like corgis. Why? Because they're cool. Why? Those things are badasses. What? Have you ever seen corgis like yes. just out and about? Dude, I love the the kind of the fu nature of corgis. I feel like corgis are like bacon, like they're novelty. Like, oh, everybody loves bite bacon. Everybody loves. Corgis, everyone's afraid of clowns. It's one of those things. But corgis are dude, they're little badasses. I love the way they walk around like they don't give a shit. I don't like that. Mm. Like my parents have had chihuahuas for the the whole lives and I they're cute dogs, but I don't think I would ever own it or, or or ever have a chihuahua. I I loved I would never ad- own a chihuahua. I loved and adored my mom's chihuahua. I love that dog. 
But I would never get one. Mm. I could never see myself. I could never own any any of those little toy breeds. What if somebody bought you a small dog as a gift? Dude, never give some gift somebody a dog. You're what? literally gifting them a 14 year to 15 year responsibility. I'm going to gift you a dog. If you gift me a dog, I may never talk to you again. That's okay because you'll have to take care of a no, dog. No, because the thing you'll is, you'll have like, a palm in your lap and you'll be like. Shit, well, I guess I have to care for this. I don't talk to Jeff anymore, but what am I going to do? And then guess what? You're going to fall in love with Palms, and then you're going to have Pomeranians for your whole life. No. And then 20 years I... from then, you're going to come back, and you're going you're gonna to find me. You're going to look me up in the yellow pages, and you're going to say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, for what? And be like, I haven't stopped getting Palms since you got me that Palm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you get a. All right, I'm going to gift you a golden then. I mean, you're... if you want, if you want to euthanize a golden, give me one. Euthanize a golden. Yeah. Oh, you're just gonna kill it. <laughs> I mean, I might eat it. Oh. <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't do big dogs. That's fine. I like I... your dogs. I love your dogs. I love your dogs. When I'm out with them, I love giving them love and like with your dogs, it's weird. I feel like it. This is interesting now that I'm thinking about this. When we were on that hike and we're all four of us are getting muddy and we're like, you know, and I'm, I'm scratching bow and he's got mud flinging off him on my hands and like i i don't care because we're out there we're you know we're mm-hmm. doing it right but if if logan was out there i'd be like oh please don't get money oh please don't get money oh please don't get money yeah that's the thing with those two is tucker purposely walks through water puddles, yeah like through yeah. water puddles yeah like through mud puddles because he is he's water dog yeah so he's going <laughs> he's what he's water dog that's <laughs> okay. that's what <laughs> Kylie and I have an entire like yeah I know vernacular and just way of commu- our dogs are our best friends yeah we live with those dogs they go everywhere with us it's yeah. just it's it's the four of us it's our two dogs and then her and I like yeah. that's just <laughs> we have stupid shit like that it's just like when Tucker gets so happy to just trot through a water puddle I just go he's water dog <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense yeah but um that's just how I anticipate like I don't know I. I could never replace the big floof. Like that's, yeah. that's his nickname. That's his nickname. Right. The, the big floof. He's just, dude, I don't know. It's like, he's, he's more, he, he, I just look at him. He's like more human than dog. That's weird. That's how he acts. Yeah. So he yeah. just understands, like he understands things. Yeah. We were on our, we were on our hike yesterday okay. and he is totally cool. Literally. I just caught him. He was laying down, just catching some sun, staring at the mountain. He was just staring at the mountain. He loves people watching too. Hmm. One of his favorite pastimes is to go sit on a bench and with like with who either Kylie or I and just stare. He loves just staring. He's kind of a creeper, hmm. but he just he just is so cere- it's weird. He's That's so interesting. He's so cerebral. Tuck? Yeah, tuck. okay. Bo is a here there that way yeah, like yeah, yeah. squirrel. Like he's everywhere. But Tuck is just such a plodding cerebral dog. Hmm. Bo will just go up the side of a mountain. I call it bow rallies. Yeah. Whereas Tuck, if he's going down somewhere, he's really like, I'm going to put my paw here and then I'm going to put my paw there. And then he's just very, really right. like he's calculated. He, yeah. Very calculated. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. So I won't get you a small dog. Sorry, dude. <laughs> what are five things that you're looking forward to this summer? Uh, I'm looking forward to, I'm going to just start chronological okay. f- with my summer. Um, I'm looking forward to what am I going to be? Oh, I am. I'm doing uh, I'm going to be doing my first real like overnight camping 
backpacking trip. Oh, that's in right. June. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to, I want to be doing that on Mountain Hood. I'm trying to plan it out, plan out my, like my trek, which is going like through the McNeil point, uh, part of the Mount of Mount Hood and camping, like doing like a, like a primitive camping, uh, thing okay. up there so I can capture I can capture the, the the night the night sky and try to get the Milky Way wow, and do all that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I'm dude, I've been trying to get up and do like a three a.m. Yeah, I was wondering, did you ever make okay, it? When I no, when I hit thirty, dude, she called you out and you didn't do it. No, yeah. Nice, Kylie. Yeah. Nice. You know him too well. <laughs> I couldn't get up. She was flexing on you so hard. I heard her. She's like, Jake, you're not gonna do it, and you're like. I don't even remember. You said something ridiculous. You made some just ridiculous proclamation that you were going to do it, and you didn't? No. <laughs> I couldn't get up. One, I gave into my anxiety of I didn't know how much snow was left on the trail that I was going to go on. Yeah. Uh, cougars. Okay. Go Cougs. Uh, and three, it, in my old age, I'm having harder and harder time going on less than like six hours of sleep. Yes, for I sure. I couldn't. I was trying to do, trying to get up after only sleeping three hours. I f- couldn't. I felt like there was my alarm went off, and I just instant off. I didn't even hit snooze. It was just nope, off. Dude, this morning I it was, I got nine hours of sleep, and my alarm went off, and I was like, why do I have an alarm? What am I thinking? And then I laid there a minute. I was like, I'm just gonna go back to. Oh, Jake's coming over. <laughs> I almost. Uh, I'm glad that you texted me last night because I almost like I I, I always know thir- I would have gotten up in the morning and realized, oh, I've got to record. Right. But it was just out of my mind. It was like not in my. It didn't feel like front. Thursday today. It I don't know why. No. Uh, my, my schedule has been all messed up with work. I've been I went from having Sunday Mondays off to having Friday Saturdays off back to Sunday Mondays off in, in a whole week. Really? Yeah. And like in just in like at a week span, like two weeks. Span. That's annoying. Yeah. Like I've had. I had worked seven days in a row last week. Yeah. We just have had a big turmoil at work. Ooh. Anyway, so back to yeah. fun stuff Camping. for the summer. Camping and night photography on Mount Hood. Um, going to uh, Southern Oregon. Uh, Kylie's, because we have such a small wedding, Kylie's family in Southern Oregon uh, wants to throw us like a, an engagement, like shower. wedding shower cool. party thing down there. So we're going down there for the 4th of July oh. so that we can spend time with her family. I haven't met most of her family. Like I know her mom, um, but I've never met. I mean, it's, it's Kylie's family st- structure is, is different. It's, um, so it's, it's really non-nuclear. So I really mm. haven't had a chance to meet most of her, like Southern, like her mom's side of the family. Okay. So I'm going down there to meet them. I'm excited to do that. We're going to explore Table Rock, which mm-hmm. is in Medford, which is like Kylie. According to Kylie, it's like the, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, I'm sure that it is. She showed me pictures. It looks amazing. It's really high deserty kind of Smith Rock look. I love high desert. Um, the... And then we're going to go explore the Rogue River, which I'm really excited about because I'm going to yeah. have a, the most the best dad joke of all time Kay. about me driving a Rogue and mm-hmm. being at the Rogue River. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always wanted to explore the Rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you ever, do you have like a weird attachment to certain words? Like a word sounds cool and you just kind of think that it like I have no idea if the Rogue River is cool. I could get there and be like, oh, this is basic. <laughs> but it just because it's called the Rogue River and I feel like the, the word Rogue is cool. That that was my one of my major reasons of buying a Rogue, than a Nissan Rogue, because I thought the Rogue was 
a cool word. Mm, I don't think I have attachments to words like that. No, anyway, <laughs> we're moving on. Uh, so we're going to go do that. We're going to spend a couple of days down there. Um, number three is going to uh, my friend Matt, <laughs> who has decided uh, that we're going to go on the 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 biggest bachelor well his version of a bachelor party for me um him and me and him and then my friend keenan is going to be coming down from boston to meet us in Mm. dc we're going to spend five days um i think in the dc area going Mm. to i'm a big baltimore orioles fan have been i've actually been an orioles fan longer than i've been any other sports fan in my life because i played baseball growing up gross um so i'm excited to go see camden yards uh, be able to watch the Orioles play, even though they're terrible. But it's still going to be cool to be able to go to the to the. I mean, Camden Yard is one of the beautiful, most beautiful ballparks in the in the country, and probably one of the best, probably one of the most beautiful st- stadiums in Amer- in North America. It's just it's just a absolute gorgeous uh, venue. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, I'm going to force them to rent a car so we can go and drive up to Gettysburg because that is number one on my book oh, list. Oh yeah, um, we're, I can't be that close. Hell no, that and be not torture. and not go. Yeah, um, so they get to go see me uh, nerding out, cry. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, they're going to have to hear all about the the battlefield. I'm going to put them and take them on my own personal tour. Okay, uh, and then I'm excited for my real bachelor party with all of my friends, which is um, hanging out, playing basketball, mm-hmm. uh, just hanging out in general with yeah. my friends. Cause this is just kind of like me, Keenan and Matt have been really close best friends for a long time. So right. it's going to be, it's going to be cool to go and do that with them. Mm-hmm. But I'm really as equally excited about, cause all I've ever wanted to do is hoop and play flag football and stuff with my close, with my, with my extended group of friends. Right. And, that is something I'm really looking forward to yeah. as well because that's going to be a blast. Yeah, I've always wanted to have a three-on-three tournament. I like, was telling Jesse that. That's something that is like I love playing three-on-three half court because I'm Me not. Me too. I'm I love not, it. I'm not really a full court player, especially if you don't. If you're not playing with like a sh- actual structured team. Yeah. Full court sucks for the big man because everybody sure. just runs to the three-point line and shoots. I like three-on-three too because of the spacing. Mm-hmm. There's way more space. Five, it feels crowded, and I feel suffocated, and I can't operate. Well, yeah. Because everybody just packs the paint because there's no three in the key rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so there's no room to operate down there. It's all jump jump shooting, and I'm not a jump shooter. Yeah. Um, You guys are. Can be. But I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm not a jump shooter. So, um, and then my wedding. Yeah. I'm excited about my wedding. I would um, hope so. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the big thing, uh, and then um, that's going to be a blast. It's going to be in late August at the beach in Rockaway. A uh, small group of we were very like purposeful mm-hmm. in who we invited. It was all people, family, and close friends who we have like a personal relationship with. Right, and so really excited for that. Um, it's just going to be. I, I mean, it, late August should be beautiful weather. It's going to be in the evening. And it's just going to be great. Yeah. I'm like, so excited for your family to come there and have everybody there. Um, so, yeah, that's I mean, that's cool. and then the subsequent Kyle and I are going to go after after we hang out at the beach a couple of days because we're going to have the house for an, for an additional day and night. Us too. So, so anybody who wants to stay around and hang out with us, that's our plan is to stay, oh, cool. to stay, I didn't in, know that. To stay at the beach I didn't for know a couple day for an extra day so we can continue to hang out with, with our friends. That's rad. Um, and then we're going to take off and go um, 
we're still deciding where we're going to go. I want to go to a place called Leslie Gulch, which is down in the Owyhee River Reservoir, like right Owyhee River area. Mm-hmm. And one, because the Owyhee River um, is named, it has connections to my my historical, my senior thesis yeah. history project. Right. Um, but then also uh, Leslie Gulch is one of the coolest natural like rock formation stuff in mm-hmm. Oregon. It's very much like a kind of a miniature Grand Canyon in a way. And it's okay. um, the light <laughs> that you can get there is mm. because it because it's a very bendy and windy gulch. Right. The light the light is perfect for photography and I'm really excited. Like it's but it's an eight hour drive from Vancouver. Whoa. So um, I guess it's like down in southeastern Oregon, but I really want to go and try that. I really want to go down there. So that might be where we end up going. So that is my very, 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 very busy summer. Heck yeah, dude. Oh, I'm looking at Leslie Gold right now. That looks like a... It doesn't even look like a place in Oregon, mm-hmm. right? It yeah. looks like uh, something you'd find maybe more southern, even like in Arizona or something like that. Yeah, southwest. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Okay, dude, that's far. It is far. That is... Dude, that's almost Idaho, dude. It is almost Idaho. Mm-hmm. It's right across the border from Boise, dude. That's wild. Sounds exciting, dude. Mm-hmm. Got a busy summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something so like I know uh CJ's brother, um, Matt, for his bachelor party, we all was that or was it Micah's? Sorry guys, I don't remember. But one of them, I don't remember, but we, we would do we would do a, just an extended friend basketball game. It'd be all their friends and then with me and like um, my other my brother-in-laws and stuff and we would just play basketball for hours and it was just it, would, it was so fun mm-hmm. it's so fun um yeah i i just miss i miss playing ball a lot a lot um i feel like my trash talking chops are just weakened <laughs> <laughs> well if you don't use them you lose them that's right? right that's why i try to keep them up on xbox um okay so what do you want to talk about you have replacement theory, the shooting in Minnesota, and the NFL player who committed a mass shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real, uh, real fun topic. That's what there. I said. Like, well, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like we probably should talk about. I want to talk about replacement theory. Okay, what is that? Uh, so it is the theory that. Okay, so it's there's two parts. There's two halves of the theory. Some people say it's purposeful. Other people say it's just happening. Um, so we need to correct for it. But the, the 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 overarching theory is that because of low birth rates um, in Western cultures, mm-hmm. that eventually the white population will be replaced with colored immigrants. Okay. And we'll lose our, and then white civilization will cease to exist or be enslaved. What? Slash like subjugated. Okay. We'll become the minority and then be subjugated by people of color. Okay. Primarily immigrants. Okay. Because, so the half that believes that this is a deep state, air quotes, Mm -hmm. uh, like plan. Plan, yeah. Is by bringing by having liberal immigration laws, bringing in immigrants under the guise of we need to birth rates are low, so we have to. They're purposely trying to, like through. Okay, so I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. They believe that feminism is a tool to keep birth rates amongst women low, like white women low. Okay. So, 
in Western civilization. So because birth rates right now are um, in the in the United States are one point. It's like each every woman is only have like the average woman is having one point seven children okay. in the, in the United States, and that is not enough to keep the population stable long term without bringing in immigrants. Immig- what population? Just the population in of, general. Just the yeah, the overall population. Not currently, currently, okay. The population of all colors, all races. Gotcha. Is one point seven births per woman. Okay. That's not enough to keep the population stable without having an influx of of immigration. Okay. So, the Europe has already been experiencing this as their population, which is is, is actually is aver- on average higher. The average the average age is higher in Europe. Mm-hmm. They're already having this issue of having. Um, decreased population and then the need to supplement like service sector jobs with immigrants okay i'm not applying any negative attachment to this but in order to fund social programs in order to fund um well mostly social programs and keep tax and like be able to keep tax revenue coming in Mm -hmm. the average population is getting to the point where they're no longer taxpayers because they're they're aging right they're retiring and they're not in the workforce anymore but they still expect that their social benefits that they paid into are still going to be there. The yes. problem is that those social benefits are going bankrupt because there's more people drawing than putting in. Okay. Well, the the best way to do that is either have birth, high birth rates yeah. so the population remains stable, but that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So you so the population in under in um in non in lesser developed countries is higher, and so you can I mean so. Th- Try by trying to promote immigration, you can mm-hmm. bring Im- Im- immigration immigrants into your country and then fold and keep, bring them into the fold of your nation, and you've got a stable population again. Right. Well, there are people who are saying that that is a ruse to replace white people with colored people. Okay. And that is that has been something that is been living in the far right reaches of the neo Nazi sphere for. For decades, it started. Mm-hmm. It originated. The idea originated in France, and it's it's been it's been propagated and dispersed around the rest of um, Western Europe right. and, the, and the United States, amongst the the far right, the ultra right, and now um, you've got people in less extremist circles starting to dip their toes into dog whistling if you will mm-hmm. towards those ideas in areas that aren't necessarily as extremist like tucker carlson literally brought up replacement theory on his show Whoa. the other night and it even goes back to last year him talking about birth rates amongst white women and how that is um worrisome because it is destroying the fabric of the family so he's using like Whoa, he's using dude. he's wrapping this replacement he's wrapping this replacement theory yeah. in in fears that non-extremist people have to is slowly introducing them to this more radical idea and they're they're now you're starting to that's where you start to see people saying well women we should maybe start rolling back we need women to it's all about control it a lot of it boils down to trying to control women people like the, the far right are right. saying like women aren't having Women aren't having children. What do we have to do to get have women have children? To have children, yeah. And that is, we'll put them back in the home. Women are working too much because literally, Tucker Carlson said, 
one of the biggest problems is is that in some families, women are becoming the primary breadwinners. They're right. out earning their husbands. Yes. So that means they're not at home popping out kids. <laughs> okay. So the the poli- so then the the policy ramification for that is to roll back women's rights oh, to the point where wow. even people have now I shouldn't say this is mainstream. Yeah. But the thought is is that Take away women's right to vote. They don't have av- <laughs> now. They don't have advocacy. So now we can we can policy them into more of a subjugated role to where that we're popping out babies and we can restore white civil. We can save white civilization through birth rates. Dude, you're literally talking about Handmaid's Tale. We're or we're literally talking about the Hitler Youth program. Oh, Jojo, <laughs> right? I yeah, mean, they literally put. Like it was a Nazi's officer's wife's duty. Yes. To, to produce yeah, as produce. many Aryan yeah. children as possible. Yeah. To the point where, <laughs> not like, uh, like um, SS men. Yeah. Were not uh, the bonds of marriage for SS men were not like you weren't considered. They you weren't didn't strict. have you didn't have to be monogamous. Yeah. If you wanted to go pr- impregnate as many white women as you wanted to. That was seen as doing your duty for the nation to continue the pure <laughs> bloodlines of this mysterious Aryan yeah. race that Hitler, this ethno-nationalism yeah. that Hitler used to justify the killings of the Jews. Yeah. I mean, the dudes walking around with tiki tortures in Charlottesville back in 2016, 2017, you will not replace us. That is replacement. That is mm. them talking about replacement theory. The cult, Jews, um, cult people of color, immigrants, yeah, replacing the white. I did hear something about this. I saw the ADL was population. like calling for Tucker to be removed. Yeah, because he he keeps using his platform to dog whistle these more extremist views. Yeah, and the scary thing about that is that. He's introduced. He's introducing it through wrapping them into fears that yes. more mainstream conservative. Mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes for conservative people already have. Yeah, right. They could say, "Well, I'm worried about birth. I'm worried about the destruction of the f- of the nuclear family in the United States." Okay, because I'm a conservative and I think that the family is an institution worth yes. preserving. So they see that the degradation of the of the traditional family structure as being a detriment to society so then you ra- you take that theory and you wrap it in and you throw in some words that then make it ethnic right it's not just you start to, you, you start to put a face to the reason why that fear might come true yeah and it's a brown person but what it, uh, to me i just don't and maybe this is because i'm not a racist piece of shit but how what if you have a uh, a uh, biracial family but it is representative representing that core family conservatist idea of a nucleus family it's still not okay because not to everybody obviously but mm-hmm. let's say to tucker carlson he still opposes that because it's not white purely white well i would say that you know they would argue that there is a difference between races and races are going to look out for themselves they're going to look out for their own self-interest that's what they say race that that would i mean that that's the i think that it would be the natural counter argument is that 
blacks are going to seek policies that benefit blacks. Dude, I love this. Whites are going to seek policies that benefit whites. I love this because when you when you say black lives matter, their response is all lives matter Mm -hmm. and that there's only one race, the human race. But then they're coming out and and, and still believing and propagating this idea of replacement theory. Mm -hmm. So do all lives matter? Well, I wouldn't. I don't. I think we got to be careful because I don't know how many people actually know about replacement theory and are using it as a drive are using it to drive their their okay ra- their, wh- right their latent racism i'm what i'm arguing is that i guarantee those who who are who are talking about replacement theory if you were to present them with black lives matter mm-hmm. they would tell you all lives matter yes and still have this belief in replacement theory well i don't think because st- i don't think they truly believe all lives matter i don't either because it's the hypocrisy e- either, i'm pointing out either well either they they think they believe it right but their actual core beliefs are aren't that way mm-hmm. i mean don't actually believe it or they're just lying to you yeah i for feel sure. like there's i think there's a mix between both i think there are people who legitimately in their mind will want to say well they think that racism doesn't exist and there isn't an issue yeah and there's just ignorance there so them saying all lives matter makes sense in their uneducated worldview yeah um which is increasingly becoming um, purposefully ignorant um, versus um, I think willful ignorance is becoming, uh, well, I guess unwillful ignorance is becoming harder and harder to prove as we're being more and more exposed to things that should break down uh, ignorance. But one thing that you're talking about that scares me aside from the race is this restriction on women. And like, what is that? This this idea of like putting them back into a box so that they're they're serving their purpose to to give birth. Well, it's that's very. I think um, that gets back to a misunderstanding of Judeo of Judeo Christian values. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, warped Christianity interwoven into mm-hmm. this into this idea that yeah. men and women. Uh, are are separate but equal. Like right. they have different qualities. They can't do um, the same things. It, it's it gets to this um, very evangelical theory called that I've been reading about. It's mm-hmm. called complementarianism. That w- the women's role is to complement the man, okay. and they complement each other mm-hmm. equally, but they are separate. Okay. Like women shouldn't be expected to do. And it's very defined on gender on traditional gender roles. Right. Women shouldn't women shouldn't be expected to or sh- shouldn't delve into the realms of, of of a man of of men and men shouldn't delve into the realms of women. They mm-hmm. complement each other. If you blend those lines, you get basically um, you get unmasculine men and over masculine women, uh-huh. and they don't end up doing anything. They just end up becoming lazy or whatever. Like what? the, it just destroys society because you need this. You need the separate. You need the separate things to contrast each other and build something better. That's what I was listening to this woman talk about complementarianism mm-hmm. the other day, and it because it really caught it sparked my interest. Being yeah. like, what the hell is this? Shit? Yeah. And then you listen to it, and you're like, this is ridiculous because you can look at women in uniformed roles all across the United States, whether it's in law enforcement, um, firefighting, EMT work, the military. You know are, what I'm thinking about? Are excelling in what is traditionally male roles. I'm and thinking it's just about like, women's roles in Native American cultures. Right? 
yeah. prior to non-Western yeah. cultures have had prominent roles for women yes. for a long time. Not yes. all of them. Some of them have, right. but I mean, it's just, it's literally socially defined gender roles. Yeah. Like that's all it is. Yeah. It's like, and they're just perpetuating the gender roles that they've grown up in, thinking that that is the only that is scientifically that's insane. That that's and then they're trying to apply some pseudoscience to it, saying like, <laughs> uh, "This is how it is supposed to be." It's like, well, that's you think it's the way it's supposed to be because that's how you were socialized. In. Yes, like, yes. There's nothing scientific to that. Um, that's so, insane to me. That's insane mm-hmm. because, uh, like, I'm talking about like like I mentioned the 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 roles of Native American women f- that for thousands of years. Prior to settlement here, mm-hmm. like these women were, there was, there's so many, there's stories of like settlers coming in, like asking for the men and the men are like, the women are in charge. Like there are those stories and it's, it's just so, so if you want to talk about like, I, I, it's just insane. Like there is rooted history on this land of women being in those roles. Mm-hmm. And now because of this weird, what I don't even know what is it? Is it the religion? Is it is it social? Is it cultural? Now you're trying to define like and 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 and, and just spread this idea that it's it's going to destroy society when societies have existed forever with women in those powerful roles. I I don't I'm I'm just blown away right now what is the cause of that is that ignorance like you're talking about willful ignorance or is it fear what are you thinking well it's ignorant i mean it fear and ignorance are comp i think are complementary. yeah uh they help they help they they make extremism possible. I'm flabbergasted ignorant, right now, you're, dude. When you're ignorant, you're more likely to be fearful. Yeah, because there's more that is unknown. We're on. We're we as humans are fearful of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's why you can't you can't know other people's and you can't know other people's intentions. Yeah, right under anarchy. So if there's if there's inse- if there is um, unknowns, you're more likely to be fearful because you're yeah. going to assume you're going to assume the worst. We naturally assume the worst, and. So, yeah, I, I, I think you've got certain forces who either are ideologically driven or they're power driven, uh, but either way, they're perpetuating they're perpetuating these things. And then to get people motivated, you have to drive their emotions. Yeah, you have to play on people's emotions, and you play on people's emotions. The primary, like one of the biggest primary. Will you fears tighten your is, mic? It's driving me insane. Push it down the the holder. Push it. Pull it down. Push it down. There you go. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> no, you're fine. The, the, the um, the primary the one of the primary emotions we have is fear. Yes. And so they get people emotional, and when people are emotional, they're more likely to behave in ways that you want them to. That's so scary. That's what you do. I mean, that's Look what you at, do. That's right? scary. Look at my fear. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's how Hitler was able to mobilize. Yeah. That's how dictators across time and space have been able to mobilize. Right. And you know, nationalism can be a unifying, can be can be unifying, but when taken to extremes, yeah, it can become it can become absolutely dangerous. Um, I was talking to a, a a guy at work about this. He he always hangs out like for an hour or two after he gets off the clock, and which just talks to me sometimes. And I was talking about how, and I so it, it, I mentioned a science science fiction example of what you're talking about, and you 
went to an historical example. And what I told him is like, there are so many lessons in history and science fiction. Like these authors are giving us warnings of their imagination of humanity and what is possible. History gives us the example of what has happened based on, on humanity, right? So you brought up the Nazis, which is an example of horrific things, terrible, terrible things. And my example of Handmaid's Tale is the imagination of human of humanity, which is also scary because we've seen what if you give somebody this power, what their imagination can lead to if it's sinister, mm-hmm. right? So with Handmaid's Tale, women are put back into these defined roles. You are the wife. Your job is to support the husbands. They are the ones who work and you are just there. If you can't have kids, they bring in a handmaid to then have sex with the husband, to then have a baby. Then they take the baby from the handmaid. They get rid of the handmaid. And now that kid is that family's. Dude, it's terrifying. But what you're talking about, I I see this natural line of and I've been talking about this with infertility and women's health and women's rights. Like over the last few years is like when I watch Handmaid's Tale, it's not that far removed from the ideas of people who are on Fox News perpetuating these ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, there's men um the men in this are so concerned like they're taking uh they're like they pay attention to like studies that uh about sperm counts mm-hmm. and testosterone mm-hmm. level, the average testosterone levels amongst populations. So they're taking testosterone boosters like But also look like at that, cause diet. that's what cuz that's what we need is yeah, <laughs> is more aggro guys. Yeah, but is more testosterone amongst people like this. Um they believe this shit and well, talk, I like think toxic masculinity to the extreme. But look at like I'm thinking about diet and you know food production and and all of those things uh sedentism like i mean i'm not one to talk as a fat dude but that's that's what i think about why am i overweight one my diet and two sedentism so that is going to is that going to decrease testosterone probably but if you look at the rest of the nation that is not an that is not a concept or situation specific to just me so if you look at all of these things, if you look at national diet, you look at national exercise, all those things, you're going to see decreases in those numbers. It's not because of, I, I don't know, it's not because of anything else other than those things. I mean, maybe, no, that's it, I, right? Mm-hmm. I would say, I would think so. It's our own health. So now you're going to supplement whatever your choices are, your choices to go to Carl's Jr. and become obese and lower sperm count or whatever the repercussions of that are you're going to counter that by taking testosterone instead of just making better health choices. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I mean, these, these people aren't bright. <sighs> they're not, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not smart. This is, this is terrifying. I did not know about this. Yeah. Well, now you do. Great. Thanks. Now I have to <laughs> say and do something about it. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for the responsibility. No, you're welcome. Wow, dude. Wow. So Tucker's been talking about this on Fox News. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Especially with the dog whistling tactics and and the... Uh, He's just posing questions? Yes. Yeah. Innocent little boy. Yeah. What do I know? I'm wearing a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a douche. 
Um, tell me your counterculture story. Hey, kids, are you ready for counterculture? Well, here's your host, Jake. Okay, so my counterculture story is spread over multiple instances, but it is... I have been yelled at more in the last two weeks than I think I have ever been yelled at in all my time at the company I work for. So yeah, I've had just been absolutely, I've been screamed at. I've had just insane amount of stuff happening to me. It started with a couple weeks ago. I had a woman who had come in a couple weeks prior to that and she was just she wanted to buy a gun she doesn't know what gun she wanted to buy she's just going to buy a gun because in her mind people were shooting at her this woman was crazy she was absolutely nuts when we told her she needed proper she needed proper identification to purchase a firearm Mm -hmm. uh she didn't have it she couldn't produce it and she literally she sat at her counter for a good 20 plus minutes going through this gigantic bag in the meantime all of her stuff was just falling over the counter like multiple pill bottles just everywhere and finally we told her she had to like she had to leave well, then she comes back in and she's a little bit more lucid this time. She must have been like more on her medications. Uh-huh. But she came in and she wanted to buy this. She wanted to buy this gun. She wanted to buy the gun that had, we had actually had ammo for. And I asked her, I go, ma'am, were you in a couple days ago? Like a, a couple weeks ago? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, um, based on the last time you were in, we're not going to sell you a firearm. Mm-hmm. You were talking about killing somebody. We're not, we're not selling you a firearm. Whoa, and dude. she flipped just like she she started screaming at me telling me she was going to go buy a gun on the street and it's going to be hot the entire all the way up to the front she was just at the top of her lungs yelling about how she's going to she was going to go get a gun herself and all this stuff okay so that's i'm like that's crazy um fast forward a couple weeks to i'm now working like seven straight days i've been I'm by my. I came in on last Saturday. This was my seventh day, and I'm not there more than a half hour by myself. And you're by yourself. Well, I'm managing by myself. Oh, okay. So I'm there, and we just have so many tweakers. Oh yeah, and like homeless people coming into the store. Yeah, and. I confront a like I see a guy. He takes a he takes a propane hose out of because we sell like camping propane yes. accessories. Yeah. He takes a propane hose out of a box, shoves the hose in his in his pocket. Um, like I I couldn't see him actually. I saw him lift up his jacket, but then he puts the box back. So and he starts booking it to the front door. So I cut him off and I'm like, give us back the hose. And he's like, I don't have it. I put it over there and then like steps around me. At that point, I can't really put hands on him or I can't do anything with him in the store. So I run and I check the box and of course the box is ripped open. Mm-hmm. I grab the empty box and I confront him outside and I was like, give me back. I'm like, just give me back the hose. I'll let you go. And the guy just like, he just said, F you and F you bitch and just starts like trying to get in my face and like trying to like push me. Jesus, And, and I'm just like, I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. And I told the, the, the pulley that was with me, I'm like, go call Cornerstone, which is those Barney Fife idiots yeah. that drive around and they tell me they can't 
like Walmart is a safe haven for them. Walmart does not allow Cornerstone to go onto their property. Oh. So they all, as soon as they leave our doors, they know that they just go straight to Walmart. Mm. And is, so I'm like, I don't have LP here today. I'm not getting physical with this no. guy. I'm like, it's a $40 hose. He can go. But I just like him screaming at me was just nuts. So then I go back in and immediately I'm sitting there and I see this, I see this guy this is the same day? Yes, yeah, the same day. <laughs> and I see a dude. I hear this dude playing a recorder. Like, and I'm like, what the hell? Like the like like the little flute thing? The little flute thing. Okay. I can just hear it. And I'm like, what the hell? So I go I I'm in the office and I go to the the cameras and I pan to the part of the store where this guy is and he has this blue recorder. And he's this homeless guy. Maybe he was homeless, I don't know, but he looked homeless and he was walking around playing a recorder mm-hmm. in the store playing songs or random notes just random okay notes. he's just not playing it he's just blowing okay. into it and i walk up to him and i said sir you can't be doing that in here and you guys like why and i'm like well one your 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 mask is down and it's it's a it's a health violation mm-hmm. but two you're disrupting the store commerce yeah so <laughs> he's like he's like fine and he puts it he puts the recorder back into his pocket and then Every time I see him, his mask is completely down. Okay. And I told I tell him like three different times, you need to put your mask up. Finally, he I'm like, you got to get out of here because he started piping off to me. I'm like, all right, you need to get out. Mm-hmm. So on his way up front, he grabs a Twix bar, opens a Twix bar right in front of my face and starts eating it. I'm like, just dude, get out of the store. Jesus. Just get out of this. Just get out of the store. And the guy's munching on a Twix bar trying to get me to do dude, something. Dude, he showed you. So and every and everybody was like Jake, he took a Twix bar, and I'm like, what do you want me to do about it? He's already halfway eating it. Like I'm gonna get the Twix bar back. Like vomit it up, dude. Every like all of them, all the other men in the store are so aggro. Like yeah, yeah. talk about they're taking testosterone, de- depleted testosterone. <laughs> like needing to prove something. They're like, right. oh, let's go get him. I'm like, it's a Twix bar. Like he's already ate half of it. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Get it back from him? Like stop it. So what an alpha move, Jake? Huh? What an alpha move. How is that an alpha move? Of, of you, it's just like he's trying to like bait you, and you're just like, get the fuck out of here, dude! Like you didn't bite, you just. That, I'm proud of you. That was good. Okay, well, I like thank that. You. Well, thank yeah. you. Uh, and then about a half hour later, uh oh, I'm, I'm, I forget what I was doing, but was I that get a, too early of a praise? Uh, no, okay. well maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I get a call to the front, okay. and the. Cashier, Are you still the only manager? Yeah. Okay. The cashier is um, sounds very frustrated on the oh, on the page, no. and I'm like, "Oh, what am I walking myself into?" Right. So I get up there, and we for a cor- a corky. I got to preface this: a corky is a small little fishing thing. It's basically like a small little float that helps keep your bait up above the bottom of the water. They're like, they come in different sizes and different colors and they're 19, regardless of the size and the color, they're 19 cents. Okay. Regardless. There's thousands. We carry hundreds of colors of these things and we're running a special. If you buy three, you get one free. Okay. Okay. The guy in, had come in earlier in the day and he had bought 300 and he had brought 360 of them in a bag. Okay. And he brought them up front. So, if he brought up 360 corkies in the bag, he it's a three to one ratio, right? He pays okay. for 270. Yes. He gets 90 free. Okay. Can we agree on that math? That is the three to one ratio. I'm going to trust your math. 
Nine goes into 27. Okay. Three times. Yes. Right? Gotcha. And then you get... You add the nine to the twenty-seven to get three six to get thirty-six. Okay. And did he three, count out three hundred sixty? Yeah, he did. So okay. he this very particular guy. Okay. And he was saying that our math is wrong, that the computer is wrong, mm-hmm. and that he shouldn't be getting a hundred and twenty free corkies instead of ninety. Instead of ninety. Okay. And I tell him he's wrong, because if you want to pay. If he wanted to get 120 free corkies, he needed to pay for 360. Yes. He paid for 270. And gotcha. I'm showing this on his receipt. Yeah. The dude loses his mind. Just starts screaming at me. And then like I'm like, dude, you're I'm like, you're wrong. He's like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, you're wrong. And then he just starts going crazy. <laughs> and he's like trying to write the math out. And he was like, For every for every three that I buy, I get one free. And I'm like, yes. Which equals out to being what you got. Yeah. And he was just, dude, it was insane. He was like, and then he was like, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to bring in anybody else. If they tell me that I'm wrong, I will give you your corkies back. And I'm like, I'm not bringing any customers in on this. Yeah, that's strange. For 15 minutes, him and I are yelling at each other back and forth (laughs) about basic Math. math. And at that point, I've lost the ability to think about what is the difference of an extra 30 corkies mm-hmm. at 19 cents a piece. Right. So finally, I'm like, dude, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to leave. He's like, that's not how you do business. And I'm like, I'm telling you, you need to leave because at this point, we're not reaching an agreement here. Yeah, yeah. And you're disrupting everything that's going on in the store right now. Yeah. You need to leave. And if you have a problem with math you can call the corporate office on monday yeah and he was just like you don't he's like that's not how you do business you don't you don't get to be wrong and then tell me to leave and i'm like but i'm not wrong Mm -hmm. and he's like how are you not wrong he's like oh my god he just kept doing this he's like oh my waving his his hands like his head was exploding he's like i can't believe this he's like oh my god and and i'm just like dude you're nuts man and i'm like and finally, he kept typing stuff into his phone, and I see 583. And I'm like, wait, 583. Is that the difference between what you, like, what you got and what you think we owe you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes. I'm like, so we're having this conversation for $5.83. And he goes, yes. And I go, if I give you $5.83, that will get you to leave? And he goes, yes. I gave five eighty three cents. I threw it. I literally threw the five dollar bill at him, and I was like, "Get out!" And then he left. Damn. He took his money and left. And he took his money and left. <laughs> Over five dollars. Over five dollars. He yelled and screamed for fifteen minutes about five dollars. Wow. And eventually, he tried telling me as he was leaving. He was like, "It's the principal, not the money." And I said, "Yet yeah, you took the money." Oh, <laughs> I was so mad. Damn, Jake. Holy shit. I'm honestly dude. surprised he didn't call corporate. I'm bowing to you. That was savage. Yet you took the money. Wow. I'm proud of you. So good job. Yeah. And, my, and then I got a call the next day. This guy telling us that our ad is disgusting and that he can't <laughs> believe he drove all the way f- 
to our store just to find that none of our good products are on sale to which I then pointed out to him that our ad is online and he can view it before coming into the store to determine whether it's worth it or not. I'm like, you people, like just the average entitlement of the, of the people I'm dealing with post post COVID. I mean, I'm not, it's not post COVID, but but as as things have been starting to open up, I feel like the entitlement of people are just like, they've been cooped up in their house for too long or something. I don't know, but dude, uh, everybody wants a discount on everything. Everybody want everybody feels just. I do. I don't know, but this is awful. This Lo- is the worst people have been. Lovely's got a little bit of that. Um, she they so Jen and her went to Dairy Queen last night, and there was like a super long line. And they're like, you know what? Let's just go to Sonic. They drive to Sonic, and their machines are broke. <laughs> and Lovely's just like. You know what? Next time that their machines are down, I'm gonna say something to them. I'm gonna and like I get home from work and they're telling me about this whole adventure of like how Lovely got really frustrated that the machines were down. So then they went back to Dairy Queen and waited in line and all this stuff. And I go, okay, Lovely, uh, you kind of sound like a Karen there. And she's like, what? Like that was like, oh crap! I don't want to be a Karen. <laughs> It's like, what, 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 these, these are kids working at Sonic, dude. You think they can control if their machines are down? What are you going to, um, let me talk to your manager. <laughs> like, yeah, and some, stop 19, it. some 19-year-old walks out on yeah, his rollerblades. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, just me kind of guiding that, thinking of like, dude, you're, do you realize what you're complaining about? Like, and to who? Mm-hmm. They don't care. No. Oh, wow, dude. Fisherman's is lucky to have you, dude. I just don't. Under- They're so lucky to have you. I don't understand people right now. Yeah. I, I had a guy ask if we rent fishing equipment. And I'm like, no. I think that's a fair question. Why would we rent fishing equipment? Why would anyone know otherwise? That is not something I would know. I would ask you that question. If you rent fishing equipment? How would I know? I don't know that. That seems like that should be a thing. <laughs> no, I just that wouldn't logistically that could never work. Okay, right, but that doesn't mean that you can't ask. I mean, people don't understand, and I didn't know that this was a thing where you can like you can pay a guide and they provide all that stuff, and then they'll take you fishing. Yeah, that is a that's thing. That's a huge industry. Yeah, that's like not a huge industry, but it's a big industry. Yes, yeah, in this area, that is what he's this person is looking for. I don't think they are actually looking to. Yes, they were actually looking to rent, but like you said, that's not. That wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. It's not feasible. But did you tell him that that was an option? Yeah, but then he got mad about it. Well, yeah, you're he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't want to. He's like, I don't want to buy this stuff. I just want to use it. And I said, well, with wait. a guide, you're not buying it. No, you're paying a lot of money to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's like two hundred bucks a two hundred two hundred fifty bucks a seat for yeah. a guide. Yeah, dude, I could never guide. I could never be a guide. For, I know a for, guy who guides. One of my drivers guides. Oh, that's an unfortunate. And one of the dock choice. workers who just ret- retired, he's a guide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them, and it sucks. Like, because fishing is tough. Yeah, salmon runs are down, and you could do everything right as a guide. Yeah, and the 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 customer, the client, or whatever, f's up, and then still blames you. It's like, why didn't I get a fish? I paid two hundred. How often does that happen? I paid two hundred fifty dollars and I didn't get a fish. No, most people don't catch spring chinook, but yet spring chinook is like the biggest 
guide fishery mm. of the year right. because spring chinook like they cut the best they eat the best yeah um and everyone wants to catch a spring chinook well the spring chinook levels are super down even good fishermen aren't catching them and then they go on a guide you go on a guided trip and then you like four guys who've never fished before and they're like i paid good money for this and i didn't catch anything why did he or like one guy well, the boat gets one fish right? right that's pretty average yeah and then they're like why did he get a fish and i didn't get a fish or like they break your they break your rod because they're doing something stupid, oh, or they're not paying yeah. attention. The, the the rod berries and they're they're. Have you done this? They're like six. I've been on guided trips. Oh, okay. I've been on guided like guided trips where there's other people around, right. and you're like, like I know what I'm doing enough uh-huh. to like pay attention to your rod. I know what to do. I grew up fishing. I don't right. like it, but I grew up doing it. I don't like it. <laughs> I used to like. It. I don't like it anymore. It's boring. Yeah. Um, but. Like they're like most people use guided. Most of these guys use guided trips as an excuse to go get drunk with their friends. Right. But then, so like they're they're a six pack deep by nine a.m. and they miss a fish, mm-hmm. and then they get mad and don't tip the guide at the end of the day. Oh. Or f- waterfowl hunting, you do all of the work to, and you put the birds right in front of them and they can't shoot, mm. but yet there's guides they, for that they oh yeah oh and they and they care i mean at the end of the day they care about bird count right right and there's not much you can do if they're not hitting like you can only That's do true. so much right but to them they paid you money to get them birds and other than shooting you couldn't what are you going to do right so the one nice thing about waterfowl guiding is that if you're the guide you can shoot also and just tell the other guys that they shot them because they're not going to know any different oh because shotguns and yeah. you guys are all shooting um that's funny. I was just thinking one thing I wanted to end on is a uh, lovely um, Jen and I went to the wildlife refuge, mm-hmm. uh, Richfield, and we just drove through it and we were seeing all these birds and seeing all these creatures. We saw a bunch of nutria. Um, is that what they're called? Yeah, they're disgusting. Why are they disgusting? Well, they're not native to here. Why are they disgusting? Because they're gigantic rats. That's judgy. First of all, I have a pet rat. Watch your tone. Okay, these things destroy dikes because they burrow into them, uh-huh. and they they just destroy like. But why are systems. they disgusting? Because they're gigantic rats. They're cute. They destroy habitat. They're adorable. They destroy habitat. They're, and they're not native to here, and they overpopulate. They overpopulate. So eat them. Uh, Mutras gracias got in trouble for trapping and feeding nutria in Oregon City. Shut up. Yeah. And using the meat? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was only joking because there was a there's a new show on Disney Plus. It's on uh, National Geographic where um, what's his name? Ramsey, Gordon Ramsey, mm-hmm. he's going around all these places and like trying all these different cultures, foods, and, and he goes to like a, a southern state, I can't remember which one, and he's like, dude, try the nutrient. He's like, dude, I'm not eating an overgrown rat, and he's like, try it, and he does eat it, and he's not a fan. That's what made me think of it, but oh my god, that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave it there. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>